Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hello, Ellen. It's going so good. You're sounding very public radio. <laughs> Welcome to the delicious dish. <laughs> uh, today we are going to chat about A Lady's Formula for Love by Elizabeth Everett. But first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? What have I been reading and watching is an excellent question. Tis. <laughs> um, so I did read Marriage and Murder. You got it right this time. Because <laughs> I always say it backwards. Um, <laughs> by Penny, Penny Reed. Reed. Um, and loved it. Mom, like, cried a lot. I cried, like, three or four times. I didn't cry once. I didn't even think about crying. Because you're heartless. I guess. Oh. <laughs> I think it just depends on what mood you're in. But yeah. um, towards the end, I, I don't want to say too much because it just came out. And I know, I know there's a lot of people who haven't read it yet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I teared up multiple times. Hmm. Go figure. Who knew? Who knew? So I read that and then I read... Our book today, which I can't remember the name of. <laughs> a Lady's Formula for Love. That one. That's, I read that one. A Lady's one. Formula, Formula for Love. Um, so those are the books I read this week. I read Ruthless Creatures by J.T. Geisinger. I didn't finish it. I don't know if I'm going to. Um, again, this was in keeping with my theme from last week of books that ended up being way saucier than I was expecting them to be. Well, the one we read today was... Um, I don't know that this one was... Not over the top, but I don't know. I kind of went into it thinking it was going to be... Well, we can talk about that later. Yeah, we will. Um, so Ruthless Creatures. Um, it is a, like, she's got this missing fiancé who, like, disappeared five years ago. She has no idea what happened to him. This mysterious stranger comes into town. Turns out he's, like, the number two guy in the Russian mafia. And... They just get after it. And that's about all they do. As one does when they meet someone from the Russian mafia. <laughs> and I just didn't care about them so much as characters. And all they were doing was having dirty, animalistic, kinky sex. Which, you know, do your thing. Like, <laughs> Ellen's I'm, here for it. But... I'm fine with that. But <laughs> I was just like, eh, okay. I get it. And I just didn't love the characters enough to want to keep reading about them having dirty animalistic kinky sex so okay i was just like okay fair well, enough this is what this is going to be and obviously he's going to have had something to do with her husband with her fiance disappearing see that coming a mile a minute and a mile away i mean and um so i think i might just leave it i don't know maybe i'll read the rest of it who knows who knows with me what whims i get into um, and then, Mom, what have we been watching? Um, murder shows, murder shows. We watch, watch a lot, a lot of, of murder, murder shows. shows. <laughs> yeah. Because um, my dad was out of town this weekend, and my dad doesn't much care for the murder shows. So when Dad's away, the girls do slay, apparently. <laughs> or we watch about slaying. <laughs> we watch about a lot of slaying. Um, yeah, we just, like... And the thing is, is we've watched all of the, you know, like, staples. We've watched all of Forensic Files. We've watched all of, you know, these big ones. So we just keep trying on new murder shows for, you know. We've found some that we like. We've found some, yeah. Luckily, there's entire networks devoted to murder shows. Yeah, so <laughs> we just have to try on a couple of those and see which ones we, we like. We try some, though, and we don't like them as much. The format yeah. or... Yeah. Sometimes they're super cheesy. Yes. Sometimes the reenactments are, like... Yeah, bad. Yeah. And the reenactment ones are not our favorite to begin with, especially, like, when it's very reenactment forward. We like it kind of, like... I'm fine with it in the background We like stuff. a more documentary Yeah. Yes, all of that is true. Um, okay, and then I wanted to mention that another thing that we've been doing this week is on the Facebook group... We are doing our March Madness Book Boyfriend Bracket, um, where I asked you guys... A lot of alliteration. Alliterate, alliterative. <laughs> um, I asked you guys what your, like, musts would be for a book boyfriend bracket and put them in a bracket 
and you guys are mad at me for some of the pairings. <laughs> I put all of the Winstons together because I was like, I only feel it's fair to put four Winstons on here if they're up against each other and knocking each well, other out. Well, we didn't out. want just it just to be the Winston show. I didn't want like the top four to end up being Winston brothers. So, um, anyway. So, go check that out. We've got voting going on for the first round right now. And, um... And it's been fun. It's, um, I, I kind of have my guess. Mom and I will do our bracket in the next episode. I kind of have my guess as to who is going to win. So we are not voting on the one. Yeah, I, I vote if I, I, I was if telling If we need Mom, a tiebreaker. Yeah, we'll <laughs> vote if there needs to be a tiebreaker and we'll vote. I've been voting if, like, my pick is losing and my votes, <laughs> and it's not going to matter anyway, then I'll vote just because it's like, I want to give this this character some extra love some love um so that's when i've been voting but i'm kind of trying to just leave it up to you guys and then mom and i will share our pick um based on like the how the nominations went and how voting is going so far i think i know who's gonna win but i'm interested to see who like the top four end up being um even the top two like It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out you guys so go check that out um and we'll kind of go over both what the group ends up picking for their bracket, and Mom and I will do a rundown of ours as well. And I'm not even going to, I'm not going to look at the voting. I, I want to be able to vote without being swayed at all by what everybody else is saying. Oh. Mom just doesn't want to have to look at it's, stuff. It's a lot of work to read all that Facebook. <laughs> the letters are very small. <laughs> no, I want to be able to just vote without being swayed at all by what everybody else thinks. So I will be right, and you guys might not be. So, <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I have to because I'm the one posting it, so I get all the notifications and things like that. I understand, so. and that's you know okay for you, but I I want to go in blind. Okay, Jeez. as I go through most of life. Yes, that's true. At least half blind. <laughs> um, okay, so today we are chatting about a lady's formula for love by Elizabeth Everett. It is her debut novel and the first book in her The Secret Scientists of London series. Um, the follow-up is set to come out next spring. And here is the back cover description. Did this one just come out? Yeah. Um, I, I think like January it came out. Okay. Um, okay, so here's the back cover description. What is a Victorian lady's formula for love? Mix one brilliant noblewoman and her enigmatic protection officer. Add in a measure of danger and attraction. Heat over the warmth of humor and friendship. And the result is more than simple chemistry. It's elemental. Lady Violet Hughes is keeping secrets. First, she founded a clandestine sanctuary for England's most brilliant female scientist. Scientists. Emphasis on the plural. Um, second, she is using her genius on a confidential mi mission for the crown. But the biggest secret of all, her feelings for protection officer Arthur Neeland? Neeland. Is how you were is How, how you were I pronounced okay. it. Solitary and reserved, Arthur learned the hard way to put duty first. But the more time he spends in the company of Violet and the eccentric club members, the more his best intentions go up in flames. Literally. When a shadowy threat infiltrates Violet's laboratories, endangering her life and her work, scientists and bodyguard will find all their theories put to the test and learn that the most important discoveries are those of the heart. <sighs> so, Mom, what did you think of A Lady's Formula for Love? Ellen. I loved this book. I knew you would. <laughs> I, when I was reading it, I was like, this is a mom book. Mom, mom's going to love this one. I think I'm on, I'm a really liked, like, on the cusp of loving it. I, here's what I'll say. Um, I think it's got some first book-itis. It does have some first book-itis, and it has, because it's introducing a lot of characters. Yes. But and I just lot of loved this story. Okay. I loved the mystery. Yeah, I loved the, um, I loved the character. I loved it all. I loved their, and I wouldn't call it banter so much because it, but Cause I love. not exactly like. Yeah, but I think that bantery. how she would get so flustered around him and yeah. he's like. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Um, I really loved them. We're going to talk about them, obviously. I really loved Arthur and Violet and their story. Um. I got a bit bogged down 
in some of the series intro. And um, we're going to talk about like the setup for the series, but um, I didn't always love all the other characters that we were being introduced to. I, and it was a little character heavy, but um, I just kind of put them all on the back burner. Like I didn't even really follow. Yeah. <laughs> like when they, I mean, I knew Phoebe was, and I knew who Letty was, but um, some of the like, some of the other yeah. side characters, I just kind of glumped them all together as okay, it's a scientist lady. Um, but I, I loved this book. Yeah. I I'm like I said I and maybe by the end of this I will be on a lift. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I really, really liked it is what I will land on. Um, okay. What did you think of Violet as our heroine? I loved Violet. I loved, um, that she was making this life journey. I loved Mm -hmm. her coming out of her shell. I loved that he was the one making her come out of her shell. I loved, um, you know, her spunk, even though, like she had these insecurities and these things that were kind of bringing her down. She still had this spark and, um, and that's what drew him to her. But I loved her as a character and I loved seeing her kind of come out of her shell and I just thought she was great. Yeah. I really loved her too. And I, she kind of is on this journey throughout the book to like kind of rediscover herself. Right. Because She, she was in this marriage that just kind of like, beat her down over time and just kind of, he wasn't, it doesn't sound like he was physically, he was emotionally abusive though. But even that, he just wanted her to fit into a box that she, that That, wasn't her. And it was the box that so many women were, you know, uh, every woman. Especially back then. Yeah. To called upon to fit into back then. And, um. And he would put her down to force her into this box. Yeah. And, um. You know, after years of that, she just he just kind of broken wore her down, yeah, and um, yeah, this this book, I mean, we talk about this a lot with the historicals, but this book especially, it was just like, gosh, I'm so glad I was not a woman back then. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you know, just spending a day doing embroidery and stuff like that sounds like a pretty sweet gig, but you know, overall, I think COVID has taught us that it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I, this one especially, though, really, like, highlights just the bullshit (laughs) that they had to put up with back then, and, um, yeah. So, um, I wrote down these two lines because I really, um, I really liked them about her. Um, he said, he says about her, um, the only time she tripped and stumbled was when she tried to be anyone other than Violet. And then later, was it so easy to care for Violet because all she needed was someone to tell her to go ahead and be who she already was. And I, I loved that about them, that she, he, she felt, she falls in love with him because he just is fine with her being who she is. And he's encouraging her to be who she is. Yeah. And, and, and who she wants to be. And, yeah. you know. And then I've got stuff to say, but I'll wait till we get to him because. Yeah. And, um, and I, yeah, I, like you said, I, I loved her kind of like falling all over herself. To, Bumbliness. Yeah. I mean, and you could see this in her like scientific brain where she's this genius, but you know, in social situations, she gets flustered. Yeah. And she would say things that, and then as she, as soon as she'd say them, she'd realize, oh, that doesn't sound appropriate. <laughs> and no, he would run with it. Those are the best parts. <laughs> um, and also, like, my heart just broke for her when, I don't know, like, it's, it's her club. It's like, this is her baby, this thing that she started, and she just gets trampled on all the time. I know. In, in like, trying to help out. And um, so... You know, I think that'll come up again when we talk about the series introduction. But, um, but yeah, I just felt really bad for her that she just, and she had these kind of insecurities around that, that she's not a good, because I think so much of, you know, the ideal woman back then was good hostess, runs a good house. And it's, and for her, it's like, I want to, I want to be those things, but I also want to be This. this. And I also want to follow my passions for science and, um, take care of all these, you know, provide a place for all these women to do, do their thing. And, um, and so I just felt 
really bad for her because she just, she wanted to do so much, but you know, like as women and as humans, we can only do so much. And so I just, I just felt for her. But she was just such a good hearted person. I mean, just really cared about other people. Yeah. And I, yeah, I really loved her. I thought she was super sweet. Um, okay. What did you think of Arthur as our hero? Um, grumpy hero, hero look. He's not quite grumpy, but he's very stoic and well, you know. and he's got this need to not fall in love. There's always that yes. I can't fall in love with her. Yeah, and they definitely have that kind of like grumpy stoic thing yeah. with kind of the sweet bumbly. Yeah, and um, and sometimes I think that is overdone, but in this book, I could totally get it. I mean, he yeah. fell for her quick just because she was just such a sweet little. I mean, she was obviously different than all the other mm-hmm. ladies out there. And, and um, I mean, you could just see him being enchanted by her. Yeah. And I loved getting kind of more of a working class hero, which we don't get a lot of. If... Right. I mean, he's not a duke. So yeah. there's that. So <laughs> just that alone. He doesn't have a title. At all. Like, at all. And that I feel like that's 90% of what we get in historicals. So I really liked that. First of all, like... You know, we, we love ourselves, we love us some Dukes and things like that, but, um, I think I can get on board with like the aesthetic of a working class guy from back then, but more than the aesthetic of, well, I have a feeling like when they describe these Dukes in these books, I don't think there were a lot of Dukes out there who were like over six feet tall and super broad shoulders, (laughs) but a working class guy, you could say, yeah, I could see where he would be. Man alive. When mom and I went to the fashion museum in Bath, um, People were just tiny, smaller back then. They were tiny. And in England or, I, yeah, I don't know if it was region specific because, you know, obviously our stock came from somewhere because it didn't come from that. <laughs> well, and I, the thing is, is like the clothing that they were showing us went all the way back to like the 1500s and 1400s. Yeah, but even for like this time period. But, we were yeah, like, but even in, yeah. And, but, era. People were Victorian. tiny for a long time. Yeah. Well, your dad and I even went to World War II museums where... And the, they had, like, uniforms and stuff. And it's like, these guys are tiny. Yeah. You know, even back as far as just World War Two. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, anyway, the aesthetic of, like, kind of the more working class brawny guy appeals more to me than the dainty uh, tights wearing. Um, yeah, not working all day and coming to tea and yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, I know that our dukes in our romance books are always, you know, they do a lot of physical activity so they're more brawny and things like that and they work out in the fields at their estate kind of thing but they ride horses a lot that makes them makes makes their butts perky (laughs) is that what that does butts 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 (laughs) um but anyway so i loved him and i loved oh i don't want to tell my sweetest moment but I just loved how he wanted good things for her and yeah. he would just spout stuff off. He's like, you know, he just wanted her to be happy. And yeah. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, I just love how hard he fell for her and like all of her peculiarities. And he's always saying like, you know, is it, is it possible to be attracted to someone's mind and things like that? And it's like, yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's another thing about her is I, and a thing I really liked about this book, really liked, um, I, I think I have a feeling she was on the plus size. Yeah. I mean, they talked about like she wasn't tiny and, but they didn't dwell on it or go overboard with it. Yeah. It was just kind of a background thing and they didn't make a big deal about him looking at her. Well, and it's one more thing that her ex, her husband, her that husband had kind of beaten her down about was she didn't fit into this, you know, petite little, but they didn't make a big deal about when she was naked. He just, you know, he loved her thick thighs and her, you know, I, I, I get a little tired of that. It's just like, just let him love her. And you know, we get it that she's not super skinny, but yeah, just let him love her. We don't have to hear all the descriptions of all that. Uh, Yeah. And that's why I really liked the way this was written. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, we should also say for, like, a debut novel, I thought, I mean... Really well done. Yeah, really well done. And I, I really liked her writing, and, um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it her was... Her dialogue especially is really well done. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, and for him, you know, we love an overprotective, stoic hero, and 
I really, I think one of the listeners says, like, this, they've seen this getting compared to, like, the bodyguard set in Regency, and I'm like, yeah, I, I can get, I can dig that. And, um, so this kind of, you know, he's hired to protect her thing is, like, kind of swooning in and of itself. <laughs> um, so I, I just really liked that. Um, and I liked that because we talked about, you know, she kind of goes on this journey to rediscover herself and like he kind of does the same and like his is kind of more to like forgive himself. Right. And, um, for things that he didn't, it's, it's kind of out of his control anyway. Like it's not even really something he needs to be forgiven for, but, um, but yeah, just things he needs to kind of get over and, um, work past, I guess, is a better way to say it. Well, um, yeah, like she said, forgive himself. And, and yeah, someone died on his watch, and yeah. he was having a hard time 20 years ago. Yeah, and he also, like, kind of takes it on himself a bit that his his family, you know, had, yeah, had died that and was, things. That was sad. Yeah, that was sad. And you know that that happened yeah. a lot back then. Um. Anyway, so he was just very... He was a wounded little bird. And, you know, like, people keep saying to her, like, I know you like your wounded little creatures that you (laughs) bring into the house. (laughs) Um, uh, But, no, I just, I really thought that they were sweet. And, um, yeah, we're going to talk more about them. But uh, I I just, I loved both of them. And, like I said, I loved their story and their relationship. Especially for a debut novel, they were great characters. Yeah. Um, Okay. What do you think of the setup for the series? So this is first book. Like I said, I think it suffers from some some first book itis. But well, and we talked about it a little bit already. Yeah, there were a lot of those women in the background that I just kind of. But I really love this idea, this setup for there's this club, this secret society of female scientists, and I think that that um, has a lot of potential and is a really fun idea. And I even I liked. Um, kind of the chaos that ensued around, like, there's explosions, all the staff is just used to, like, explosions going off and tarantulas crawling around and... um, Well, and I loved the scene, and this is more on um, Violet, but where she, the one girl who really looks up to her, who's kind of a sciencey girl at the ball, and, yeah. and she introduces him to that, introduces her to that guy, and she's like, oh yeah, we're so, we're good friends. I know your family really, really well. <laughs> she's just making it all up. And, um, and then later when the girl's like, oh yeah, I've been, you know, Robbie, you're good friends with his family. She's like, oh yes, 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 yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> you know his aunt. She's yeah. like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um. So I just, I really like this setup of this society and I think she can have a lot of fun with the different, you know, different types of scientists. You know, she can have a botanist and a biologist and yeah. a doctor and all these things because all those ladies are already there. there. and Engineers you know. and... Yeah, exactly. Um, so I really, I really like that. Um, but sh- for me, she's got some work to do because I don't really love anyone else except for Violet. <laughs> like, um, you know, we're going to talk about... I didn't hate... We're going to talk about Phoebe, but, like, even Letty kind of pissed me off sometimes. Well, she did. She wasn't always very book. supportive, and she... Well, I think she's been through stuff. Yeah, she has, and, you know, that's hinted at in... And I think it know. was setting up that she's been damaged in the past, and so they were trying to kind of... Set that and up. I totally knew her and Great Cliff because they kept they were at odds with each other whenever they were in the same room, and so it's like okay, dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the writing on the wall. Thank you very much. Um, well, like I said, I think I thought Phoebe and Grantham were going to get a book together through the. Well, whole thing. we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, okay. Before we get to the resolution of the mystery with Phoebe. Um, let's talk about... Um, spoiler alert. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Um, let's talk about their interpersonal conflict, um, between Arthur and Violet. Um, I think for me, it was really well handled. I, he's got his hangups that kind of keep holding him back, right? As they always do. They always do. Um, but it didn't bother me too much in this one, even though he was kind of hot and cold quite a bit like you know every time like they have a few moments where they kind of start well he's like get going okay i'm gonna totally make out with you oh wait wait i shouldn't i, sh- I shouldn't make out with you and i was like come on dude um 
Um, so, yeah, so I, I think, um, in another book it probably would have bothered me, but I thought she handled it really well, and, um, and maybe it's helped by the fact that she doesn't have too much hang-ups, like, she sometimes is like, well, I should think more about the club, but then she's like, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. I want to hit that. Yeah, look at it. <laughs> uh, have you seen it? <laughs> and I, I really like that for her, like, his class was, like, I mean, other than the effect it's going to have on the club, like, it's never an issue never for her. Never an issue. And, um, yeah. And his hang-up is only that he didn't want to be distracted, that that was the problem the first time when someone died on his watch because he was distracted by yeah. a woman. And so he didn't want that to happen this time. And The other thing that I'm glad wasn't a hang-up was the baby stuff. Yeah. That, like... Um, that was handled really well. It was yeah. cool, even, to have them talk about different contraceptive things. Yeah, that was interesting. And then... Um, and the fact that he inserted it, I was like, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> even I would be like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> and I have one of those. <laughs> I own my own. <laughs> um, but uh, I just really like that... You know, and we had one recently where there was a miracle baby, and I know some of the listeners didn't love that, so I like that there wasn't a miracle baby. I like that they kind of had a a frank, but it was fairly brief conversation. Oh, she's going to get pregnant, because there's no way... The only reason she didn't get pregnant in her first marriage is because he was like 60 years yeah, old. Yeah, and that, and that might happen in, you know, a future book, but I'm glad that there wasn't an epilogue where... Not that 60-year-olds can't father children, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, um... But, um... And it doesn't sound like their sex was great. Because he was... I mean, she never talks about, like, not having orgasms before or anything. But, um, he just seemed very... He seemed like a missionary style guy to me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I liked that it was just, like, you know, he didn't even know if he wanted kids. I think he was, like, warming up to the idea by the end. And she was also kind of, like... I think she had kind of written it off as a possibility for herself. So it's just kind of like, this might not happen. He's like, I just want to be with you. That's. I want to, I want to start, how do you say it? I want to start a family with you, but no, I want to have a family with you, but just you and I, we could be a family. Yeah. So I said, yeah. oh. Yeah, that's sweet. Arthur. Um, so yeah, so I really, I thought the stuff between them was handled really well. And like I said, it was hot and cold, but it was never in a way where I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, yeah. which we often do. Um, okay, so... Well, I think as an author, she didn't dwell on the off times. So, like, they would do something, and then he's like, oh, I can't do this. And so then, like, three days would pass. But it's not like we hear about her lamenting and why, you know, yeah. so we don't have to read about the whole three days. It's just like, oh, I just hadn't seen him for three days, and... Well, and we talked about this before a lot, too, but I think it's aided by the fact that there's other plot going on. Right. And so any time that might have been spent on that is spent figuring out what's going on with this mystery plot, right? right? And um, so I, I think that the interpersonal stuff is helped by right. having more plot More going story on. going on. Yeah. Um, okay. So the mystery. Um, what did you think of the reveal? And, spoiler alert, do you think Phoebe is coming back? Because I thought for sure her and Grantham were going to get a book. Yeah, I thought so too. And And I I think, first of all, I have to say, I was completely surprised by this. Me too. I I, I didn't see it coming. I was, for a second I thought it was going to be And even when he was talking to um, Winters, and Winters says, she tricked me and she, you know, she whatevered, um... So we didn't know who the she was. There's no way I was thinking Phoebe. I was thinking, I was thinking maybe Letty or maybe one of the other ladies in the society. Yeah. But yeah, that completely shocked me. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, to her credit, it's, you know, and I think that this is intentional. I think that, you know, as romance readers, we're like, okay, she's getting a book. She's getting a book. She's going to end up with him. She's going to end up with him. And so, you know, we're both thinking Phoebe's going to get a book with Grantham. And so then I think that that helps in the, like, whoa. Yeah. She's a bad guy. Well, and, um, yeah, I just thought, because they obviously had a history. I mean, they had a past relationship. And so I thought, oh, second chance romance, here it comes. And now 
and but now as I look back, I was like, okay, so she had daddy issues. There was all kinds of things that made you realize, oh, yeah, I get why she yeah did this. And it's interesting because the the villains here are interesting because neither her or even Winters are really painted with too broad of the villain. They're yeah, not they were mustache, mustache twirly. You know, we've got um, her with uh, with righteous anger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at her lot in life. Um, but then also she is responsible for somebody's death, and that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, that's interesting. And then you've got Winters, who has a very complicated relationship with his brother. brother. Um, and, uh, but also, like, you know, his feelings about his brother So his comp- brother, I'm assuming there wasn't surgery involved. I'm assuming it was just living as a man. His life as a man kind of thing is, is what I got. And, um, and, you know, I... And I liked his character. I mean... Yeah. Winthrop. Yeah. And it was just all part of this hodgepodge of mismatched people, you know, yeah. and, and her African-American, Miss Sweet, who ran her house. And, uh, African-American. I guess they're not African-American. When they're, <laughs> when they're living in England. But, <laughs> but, um... And just like this, yeah, this hodgepodge of people yeah. that she brought well, together. And just and her just, little, it's furthering her little, you know, yeah, she just brings she, all the little birds under her wing. And they all just the, love her to death, yeah. and which you would, you know, because she would take chances on these people who yeah. most of society wouldn't. Um, so, yeah, I thought for sure Phoebe was going to end with Grantham. I think maybe there's still a possibility that... Possibly, you know, because she's working for uh, the like government, the crown now, and she's in America. And she's in America, so I could see these books that spit on America crack me up. Um, okay, <laughs> I have beef because he was saying like American food. I'm like, excuse you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like England, have you tasted the food in England? Because we don't eat weird crap like you guys do. Yeah. Eels, or, we don't eat eels or Scottish food. Like, are we really gonna <laughs> or go there? Blood sausage <laughs> yeah. or. So, I mean, I don't know what American food was like back then, but... It's probably a lot like British food. Yeah, that's true. I know, so that's why... We just I, let it go. So that's we why... We eat hamburgers and french fries now. So that's why I'm like, where where are you coming from with Which this? Which are actually German and French. I don't think they eat french fries in France. I don't think french fries come from France. Oh, please. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, so the, the villains here are not mustache twirly and she gives them kind of more like like you rational you don't necessarily agree with them but you understand yeah yes exactly um to the point where i was like jesus i wonder if she'll still bring phoebe back for her own book because it's possible it's possible um she will have some I mean, like, if you think about if the genders were reversed, we've had definitely heroes that yeah, have done that. that bad, and bad worse. guys and came back. Yeah, like uh, the devil in winter, uh, Sebastian St. Vincent. Man, that's he always was... my go-to because literally after I finished the book before that, when he kidnapped her, yeah. and I told Ellen, I said, there's no way I can forgive him. There's no way. There's no way they're going to get me to forgive him. <laughs> and then there's his book. I love him by the end. And then he's like in 14 other books after yeah, that. Yeah. So. <laughs> him and his kids and everybody shows up in all these books. And I'm like, bless his sweetheart. Yeah. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. It's like, <laughs> lest we forget. Um, anyway, so that was with the conflict. Okay. Um, so let's talk about sex, baby. There's some sex in this story. Is there? Um, <laughs> it's I, not terrible. I was say, I thought it was pretty mom-friendly. And it's somewhat, like, fade to black. Uh, maybe not really. But it's not, like, detailed out. Right. Maybe it's just because I've been reading these <laughs> filthy books. <laughs> well, you went on on about uh, marriage and murder. And did I say it right? Yeah, yes, you I did. did. Um, well, it's not. Marriage and murder was And then not... I was super disappointed because I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage and murder was not super kinky. It was just kinkier than I was expecting it to be. For Jen and Cletus, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you built it all up. And then I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Ellen, I thought there was going to be some big thing at the end. But then, no, because she gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No. Uh, it's it was just in the theme of dirtier than I was expecting. It and it, it was in the theme of Jen was. <laughs> Jen wanted his body something fierce. There's a conversation between Jen and Shelly and Sienna. Tangent, by the way. Tangent. But it, I was laughing out loud. So when you read the book, just know that that was my favorite scene. Yeah. Okay, so the sex in this book. Yes. Um, So I did like about the sex that um, she's kind of been told, like, a woman shouldn't be... Yeah. passionate a woman she doesn't have know desires. what to do with her hands yeah and so she's like i want to touch him so bad that i'm not supposed to have and desires. he's like why are you fluttering around like that <laughs> and um so i liked that about their more intimate moments that he just kind of lets her he's very like they are very open about like what do you want what do you want me to do to you like i want she's been beaten down so much that he's just like i want you to tell me what you want and i want to do it yeah <laughs> badly um <laughs> so i liked that about the physical component of their relationship um and i didn't i mean it was saucy for a historical i suppose like saucier than maybe i, I don't know why it kind of caught me off guard i guess um, because it didn't not fit with the story. Yeah, no. I just I don't know what I was expecting, I, but I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, look at that! <laughs> there they go. Look at what happened there. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of how I felt about the sex. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, we've definitely read worse. Uh, yeah. Well, and I I think maybe just from my past week, I was just like, oh, peanuts. Let's. <laughs> this do is this. like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> Canceled. Um, <laughs> An unbanned Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> um, okay, what was your swooniest moment? Okay, here's my swooniest moment. I picked two because I'm afraid you're going to pick mine. My swooniest moment was when he's talking to Grantham. <laughs> and he's like, don't let her marry anyone who doesn't love her. And don't let her marry someone who won't listen to her talk about whatever. Avogadro's law. Or... <laughs> law or what? Yeah, whatever. And they have to listen to the whole thing without falling asleep. And don't let her. And then they end up fighting. And yeah. I just love that whole scene. It was awesome. Yeah, that was one of mine. Um, the, and I figured that you were probably going to pick that one. Because I also really liked that scene. Um, but then I also really liked the scene where he comes in and he's like, you need to eat. And oh, yeah. she's like, what? Why? He's like, you missed the meeting. She's like, the meeting? It was on Thursday. He's like, it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> it's, yeah, the meeting's not till Thursday. He's like, it's Friday. She's like, oh. She's just been working for like two days straight and doesn't even realize. And so I just really liked, you know, how much. And, and that was one of the things he yells at Grantham is like, you got to make sure. So she marries someone who makes sure she eats. Yeah. And, um, but then when they're fighting and Violet comes, she says, are you guys fighting? And they're like, no, we were looking for something. <laughs> and then yeah. they keep punching each other and stuff. Yeah. That was a great scene it and well great. written. Yeah. Um, so those were my two swooniest moments. Um, okay. Let's hear from some listeners on what they thought of this book. Um, first we have Jess who said, I liked this book. I saw someone describe it as the Victorian bodyguard, but with a scientist instead of a singer. And that is a spot on description. I really liked the premise and I liked Violet and Arthur as our heroine and hero. I don't know that I've read a historical romance featuring a bodyguard. So that was pretty great. I liked that both Violet and Arthur had things they were working, um, through and that they each helped the other. A couple of things that did not work as well for me. I think this book has some first book itis. Thank you. Uh, there are so many different characters introduced, and at times it was hard to keep track of who was who. I also felt that sometimes the storyline itself was a bit disjointed and that transitions from scenes and chapters were lacking. I felt that at times it was hard to keep track of the plot and what was happening. Maybe because of the numerous characters and disjointedness. I also am not sure how I feel about the justice, quote-unquote, that was meted out to the villains. I think they may have gotten off too lightly given the violence, attempted murder, and that someone actually died. All of this makes it seem like I didn't like the book, and that is not the case at all, but I do think things could have been streamlined and more time spent on the development of the relationship. In any event, I liked the book enough that I will likely pick up the next book in the series. I think the thing with The Justice met it out, um, I think it helps that, like, yes, she created the poison mm -hmm. canisters, 
but that she didn't do it. She didn't do it. And yeah. I mean, she knew how, and she had told them, like, they weren't using it the way she had told them to use it. Yeah. So, which I got the feeling it was like a tear gas kind of yeah, I think something. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I get that she, yes, she made it. And yes, she distributed She's, it. She has responsibility. She's got some culpability. But, but it's not like she killed somebody. She didn't pull the trigger. She did shoot Arthur. And she did pull that trigger. Yeah, she did. But, um... And I like how she, how Violet was like, if he doesn't make it through this, I will Never forgive no you. Free, no mercy. <laughs> I will have you arrested. And it's interesting that, um, Jess says this thing about the transitions between chapters, because I, I liked them, but because they're very, um... They're very kind of cinematic in a way where um, one chapter ends and then the next chapter starts and it feels like it's a continuation of the previous chapter, but it's like they're responding to some other question that right. was asked. Do right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I thought that that was kind of fun. Um, and like I said, there were some gaps, but I think the gaps were just like stuff that I think we would have gotten bogged down in if yeah. we didn't and have I, the gaps. And I do... I, there were some parts that um, that dragged a bit for me, so I kind of get some of the disjointedness, and I um, definitely, obviously, agree with the first book I just stuff. Um, but it sounds like it bothered me, or maybe about the same as Jess. Um, uh, Tiernan says, this was a like. It was a love for a good portion, but I struggled to stay interested towards the end. There were too many characters to keep track of. The story did not flow well in some parts, and I didn't like how, uh, the end with Phoebe resolved. Aside from that, I really loved Violet and Arthur, needed more time with them interacting, and I could have gone for some more angst slash pining on his end. I look forward to Letty and Gray's book. She says three stars. Um. I, I gave this one five stars, by the way. I really oh. liked this one. Yeah. Impressive. That's not easy. I don't give five stars very often. I um, give a lot of four stars, though. Uh, the artist formerly known as Singular Male Listener Jason. <laughs> we need to give him a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's, he's gunning for uh, Alpha Male Listener Jason. <laughs> we'll, we'll see where we land on that. Um but Jason says, I really liked this book. I mean, you can't go wrong with a secret society of women scientists that aren't the least bit concerned that men don't think they are smart Jason always says the right thing. To do science. Um, she, he says, I have a soft spot for quirky blue stockings and historicals, and Lady Violet is certainly that. She certainly is. I really enjoyed how she brought everyone in as family, and he tried to be all isolated and unfeeling, but in the end, Violet's pull was too strong for Arthur to ignore. Almost like he never stood a chance. Maybe it's because it's a romance novel. Who knows? I did think it suffered from first brookitis. Uh, trying to keep up with all the characters was hard for a dummy like me. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. Yes. Well, and I think it wasn't just Violet. I think it was her little land of misfit toys that she had accumulated that they yeah. just kind of won him over. Yeah. Um. And then finally, Jessica says, um, she says, I'm fired. I'm less than halfway through. I never get a chance to finish our books anymore. At this point, I love her and Arthur, and I love the concept, but I'm confused why the club is, quote-unquote, in trouble. She has plenty of money for it, and she is helping the government, and, and her stepson is supportive. Is it just because women who come to the club will have to stop? That whole part of the plot didn't make sense. And also, her friends aren't that nice to her. I, yeah. I hope they come around and stop giving her such a hard time. Um, yeah, the in trouble thing, I think, was they were kind of... Um, it was more of a society was shunning them. Yeah, but... I, I, I kind of got it as, and that's why they have to do that kind of gala thing, is to kind of put on a good front, and people are getting suspicious of what they're doing, and they would have... It even says in the beginning, like, they thought there was untoward things going on which and... i think is like they think they're all lesbians um is what i was <laughs> gathering from that um and you know whatever if that was the case but um so i think that they knew that they would be um possibly even in trouble with the law if they were caught doing what they were doing um and so they kind of need to put on this front that they're just, you know, uh, they're learning things together and, you know, yes. doing things like that. Um, so 
So I think that's what the in trouble thing was. And then I, but I definitely agree. This is why I'm like, yeah, Letty has some retribution, like redemption to go through because, um, I didn't think either of them were very supportive, you know, of Violet. Yeah. And, um, I wish we get like the one scene of, I don't know, like the Letty and Phoebe are kind of fun in the beginning, like when they're really dubious of Arthur and his presence there. Um, and then there's like the scene where they get drunk together and that's kind of fun. But I think maybe there could have been like a couple more scenes where Letty and Phoebe are nice to her and not <laughs> like on her all the time because um, that didn't make them super. Well, I got Phoebe like getting after her about the way she looked because she really wasn't taking. I mean, from what the, from what the way she described, she wasn't taking care of herself yeah. and she wasn't like you know. And I get that people are like clothes aren't that important to me, but um, she at least needed to be able to dress up and look nice yeah um so i understood that yeah yeah they could have been more supportive i guess um but i didn't hate them i didn't hate them but i but i loved violet and then they were just always on her and i was like come on guys she's a sweetheart she's a she's a angel yeah um so that kind of that was where I was getting angry. At I them. think, I think what because we had Willie and Millie, and we had Miss Potts and Miss Pettigrew, and I mean we had all this cast of characters. Yeah, it would have been better if we just were introduced to like two or three people outside of the core. Yeah, and um, just focused on those two or three. I think, and then you know, as more books came out, they could have thrown in more characters. But yeah. I, I agree. Um, okay. Any final thoughts on this book? Um, I loved it. I loved reading it. I loved, um, I got just wrapped up in the story and the mystery and yeah. I just, I knew like when I started, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a mom book. It's <laughs> historical with mystery. Yeah. That's like mom's. That's my catnip. Yeah, it's true. Um, no, I loved it. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll read more. Like I said, on the verge of love. And maybe if I hadn't been speed reading it, um, I would have loved it more. But yeah. I think uh, Mom and I were too busy watching murder shows this weekend. <laughs> it just enveloped all of our time. It, you guys, it's a struggle. <laughs> um, anyway, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on A Lady's Formula for Love by Elizabeth Everett. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group. Go check out the book boyfriend bracket. Um, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, our subreddit, Not Your Mom's subreddit, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and we'd, and email us with your thoughts, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. You'd think I'd have this memorized by now, you but I don't. Think. On March 22nd, we'll be discussing How to Fail at Flirting by Denise Williams. And um, per the author and some readers, there are some trigger warnings for this book. So I will be posting those with the social media. Um, So look for those um, if you want to be aware of what some of those trigger warnings are. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Thanks for... I don't know who recommended this book, but I loved it. How's it going? Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.